0: Coach, I know
1: you live in Hawaii, right? So yeah, I've been smoking some pot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. But but I never smoked when I played or coached, so I it just did some me. But anyway. Uh.
0: Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Friday. We're here finally. It's Friday. We worked one day this week. Because we only had Thursday night's games, but uh we got them all covered right here on the Daily Ding. I'm your host, Dave DeFour, joined by Big Waz. What's up, Waz? What up, what up, what up? Eden Lou. What's up, Eden? Good morning. And Rob Lopez, whose microphone doesn't work. Coming up on the ding, the Pelicans are tanking. LeBron James has activated playoff mode, and the Warriors barely survive against the Kings. But first, the Bucks. Battle Boston in Milwaukee and they go come home with or they stay home with a win. The Bucks beat the Celtics 98 to 97 on the back of Giannis Antetokounmpo's 30 points, 13 rebounds and six assists. He was ridiculous in this game. Kyrie Irving with 22 and five, mostly in the second half. He actually struggled shooting the ball quite a bit in this one, uh, but was cooking in the fourth quarter. Chris Middleton hit a late go ahead three. All-star Chris Middleton, Chris Max Middleton. 15 points, 13 rebounds, four assists he finishes the game with. And Al Horford with 21 and 17. Uh, Waz, I'm going to start with you, man. Um, This might be like a conference final preview. I I could watch seven games of this.
2: Easily. I can watch 10 games of this. And it feels like, and don't get it twisted, I still got my T-dot tattoo, but it feels like these are the two best teams in the East. Right. Whoa. And yeah, yeah. It feels like that to me as much as Boston is, quote unquote, struggle. They've won like 11 or 13 or something, but they're just always crying about stuff like they just feel like the two best teams in they've the got East the right best now. best
0: record in the league since November 26. And I only remember that because that's the day I said basic Brad.
2: Yeah, and, and by the way, uh I I love the matchup, right? Uh obviously much has been said about Milwaukee's new offense that they have one at all now, <laughs> right? Uh, and their number one defense, and I saw that th- like their defense has been getting a lot of traction lately with guys like Zach, Zach Lowe and other publications. It's like, how are they allowing this many threes while still being an efficient defense? And the answer is, that stuff works against everybody else in the league. But I just feel—I know Boston lost— And, you know, they could have gotten it out at the end. But I just feel like they got better shot quality throughout the entire game. And by shot quality, I don't just mean like, oh, getting an open this or an open that. It's like, no, like the people who were getting shots were capable of making them. And Kyrie missed a bunch of them in the first half. But those looks were looks I felt like were good looks, looks that Kyrie makes all the time. And now that we're. We've entered John Stockton Kyrie mode where he straight up will make the pass, the pocket pass. The ho- He got a couple of hockey assists tonight where he straight up drew two or three guys, kicked it out. And, you know, that that person gave it to an open three. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just like Boston's ability to generate looks better. I, I like them in a the series against Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, they actually I mean, they hit 14 threes tonight. Um, but the number I'm always going to go back to with the Celtics. They shot six free throws. They just don't go to the line enough. It's
2: They're not going to go to the line against the Bucs. That's not, not going go to happen.
0: The, well, that's true. The Bucs just don't foul. They're the best in the league. At they not don't fouling. foul.
2: And since but, they're already there with the pack, the paint mentality, then that they're going to have to make jumpers to beat them.
0: That's right. And they shot 38% from the field tonight. The Celtics did uh, Eden, your guy, Nikola Mirotic uh, from, from your Pelicans made his debut for the Bucs tonight only played 14 minutes, you know, they're going to work him into the rotation, but you could see a kind of a taste of what's going to happen when he's out there spacing the floor for Giannis. And I mean, even when they want to go real big and have him out there with Brooke Lopez, how dangerous is he going to be come playoff time?
1: I think the addition of Meredith is perfect for the bucks. It helps them spread the floor. Um, He can shoot threes, like no doubt. So once he gets into a rhythm, you can count on him to make those and the bucks are going to get really scary on offense.
0: Yeah. Uh, was Tatum. We got to talk about Tatum. Okay. It's 17 points, 10 rebounds a night. He actually he played really well. Uh, you, you had a tweet where you said when Tatum puts his head down and just goes, goes to the basket, good things happen.
2: Good. Why things don't we get more of that Tatum? I don't know. I'm not sure why. I, maybe he doesn't see himself as an attacker slash, you know, whatever slasher, you know, he he sees himself as a pump fake dribble step back. But, but like when he gets to the cup, he's effective. He has nice touch around the rim. He's pretty long so he could finish over people. Um, and he's crafty. Like, I'm sorry, he should be getting to the rack more. And, like I said last time, I was here and we talked about Boston. It's like when he's catching the ball from 15 to 16, it's a shorter distance to the basket. And, you know, we know he doesn't have elite athleticism, so to speak, or quickness anyway, first step stuff. But when he catches it 15 feet, 12 feet from the basket, he just attacks it. So he goes, or he's really good in transition. He had an amazing putback where, um, you know, Reggie was like, wow, he caught it with the one hand, finished with the other. I want to see Tatum do more of that. And obviously, he's a good spot-up shooter. So when he's playing to his strengths, like, he is a good-ass player. Now, when he's doing dribble, 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 can't even drive past Ilyasova from, you know, from perimeter, I don't like him so much, you know?
0: Yeah, and uh, so this was a— tight game, and you mentioned, you know, we mentioned that Boston just didn't shoot well. Let's not leave out the fact that Bledsoe and Middleton didn't really shoot the ball well for the Bucks. I mean, they combined to go 7 of 23, 20 total points. You know, when two-thirds of your big three really aren't pulling their weight or doing what you, you know, have gotten out of them for most of the season, it's going to be hard to beat a team like Boston because Boston is See, a very good I team.
2: I disagree on the Bledsoe front. I think this is kind of... This is good Bledsoe, honestly, if you compare it to what he did in the playoffs against Boston last year, in the sense that he was actually slashing to the basket, drawing defenders, kicking out. Um, he had a couple of decent finishes. And quite frankly, he's making people work on offense, right? Like his with his defense, with his length, with his quickness, with his strength, he's making people work. I don't think you're going to get the Bledsoe that you get against, say, you know, the Orlando Magic on a Wednesday night during the regular season. Like, they they can't deal with his athleticism. They're not ready for the Bucks' overall attack. But I think in the playoffs, this is kind of what you're going to get from Bledsoe. And I thought he was decent enough tonight. He contributed. Which, he just did not shoot well at all. Right. But in the playoffs, he was a zero
0: Yeah, last and- year. And we should talk just for a second about the, the end of the game. Um, there was a jump ball with three and a half seconds left and no one me, maybe Waz, maybe Eden, the referees, none of the players on the court or the coaches understood the rule. Um, apparently the, the shot clock was supposed to start when Giannis touched the ball or actually this is the the thought on the court, or at least among the commentators, they clarified after the game, the shot clock was supposed to start on Brooke Lopez's tip, but there were 0.2 seconds left. So to me, the tip should have counted now. I mean, obviously they, you know, they didn't make the basket and then Brogdon misses the basket, but the whole thing was kind of, I don't know, not great. I'm looking forward to seeing the the last two minute report, uh, which I haven't seen yet. And uh, just to get some clarification on this. And then the the Celtics had one last chance to win it. Um, there was some, some funky stuff going on the opposite side of the court from the ball. seemed like it was play that was drawn up to get, uh, uh, Marcus Morris, a layup or a lob toward the basket. Um, Tyrese sets an illegal screen. Chris Middleton grabs Marcus Morris. The whole play gets busted up. Kyrie winds up with the ball, shoots a wild contested layup. I don't even know how he got the thing off. Um, basic Brad strikes again. Hey guys, join us for the back-to-back Wednesday challenge on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com B2B. That's the letter B, the number two, the letter B. Sign up, deposit five bucks, and get $5 in bonus from, uh, in your bank from FanDuel. You can play with other back-to-back listeners every single Wednesday in the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. Shout out to this week's winner, my man Rich Guns, the bearded wonder. He's going to join us in an upcoming mailbag. If you win next week, you get to join us too. Again, FanDuel.com slash B2B for the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. In news, the NBA has proposed a change to the one-and-done rule. We'll call it the Zion Williamson effect. Uh, per, per Jeff Zilget from USA Today, the NBA formally proposed changing the draft-eligible age from 19 to 18 uh, to the Players Association. Um, they're apparently going to re- review the proposal. And uh try to sort it out. Uh is this is overdue. It's a rule that never should have come in. And, I mean, I hate to be uh you know one of these guys, but it's a very un-American rule.
2: Yeah, it's it's un-American, it's actually anti-capitalist if you really <laughs> if you it's both anti-capitalist and anti-labor, right? And it is, it's, right? It's like it's, it's pro-labor
0: like, if you're if you're Already in the union and a laborer, Kinda, right? Like,
2: and I don't even buy that. I don't know well, if you're buy 36 that, years did.
0: old and you're hanging on to a, okay, to sure. a roster spot, right? Like, sure. you don't want more people in the draft pool.
2: That's fair. I just, you know, I just, when they say the middle class will be affected by this, I'm like, PJ Tucker won't have a job because. Right you know yeah, there, exactly there might be a uh, like a high school kid that gets drafted 29th overall i just don't buy that as a concept like you know these kids belong as pros there's literally nothing for them to do in college besides you know basically prop these freaking college programs up for no reason that does't absolutely for them um so it's like yeah get out of here with that i'm i'm, I'm happy they finally come back to their senses.
0: Well, DeMarcus yeah. Cousins had some some very, very strong words about this.
1: Well, knowing what I know now, college is bullshit. College basketball and the NCAA is bullshit.
2: So uh, my advice is to do what's best for you and your family. But obviously college is, you can't really does nothing for you at this point. Uh, you're
1: proving you're, you know, the number one pick coming out and proving your talent. You know, get ready for the next level. It's happening. Like the one and done. All it does is perpetuate the farce of amateurism. So yeah, it's
0: just bullshit. And in Anthony Davis news, which seems like we do every morning, uh, he will continue to play for the Pelicans per, uh, Brian Whithorse of ESPN. um, the interim general manager of the Pelicans, Danny Ferry, met with Anthony Davis this week and he told him that the team would continue to play him, but they're going to cut his minutes. So he will play against the Pacers tonight. They're also going to reduce the minutes of Drew Holiday. They want to give more minutes to young players. They want to play guys on one year deals. Um, basically, they are it's a secret tank, Eden.
1: Yeah, it's a win-win situation for everyone involved. AD gets to play less, and he still gets to play, so fans still get to see him. His probability of getting injured reduces. This is good for um, the young players that get to get the minutes that Drew and AD are giving up. This is a forward-thinking move that the front office has not exhibited in the long years that Dell Dumps was in charge for. So this is good. It's showing progress um, for the organization, and it's a It's a plan that I can get behind
0: eight days. We are eight days away from the Boston live show Saturday, March 2nd at the middle East in Boston. Tickets are still available, but they are limited. So go buy them right now. You can get your tickets at Jade's Twitter page at Jade underscore Hoy on Twitter. Um, VIP sold out a long time ago, still got some general admission available. Come hang out with us. Come meet everyone. Come see the live bomb, which is really what you're paying for? It's the best show on earth. It's right after the Sloan Analytics Conference, so if any of you basketball nerds are going to be in town, come check out the show. Again, the Middle East in Boston, Saturday, March second. Get your tickets from Jade on on Twitter at Jade underscore hoy. In the other TNT game tonight, the Lakers somehow beat the Houston Rockets in LA one eleven to one Oh six. I I mean, this was a wild game uh, at one point Houston led by 19 points Look and like then it was over could not buy a three LeBron finishes with 29, 11 and six uh, Clint Capella back from missing 15 games with 12 points, 11 rebounds. James Harden extends his 30 point streak to 32 games. Get he scores his 30th point and then immediately fouls out. Um, this was a wild game was, um, the, the story of this game to me was the referees. I-, I thought they were really crazy. The, the free throw disparity between the teams, the Lakers shot 33 free throws and the Houston Rockets. Okay. They focus on foul. I mean, James Harden leads the league in, in free throw attempts. <laughs> they only shot 15 in this game. Um, listen, I'm not the guy that that says, like, referees are bad. I usually am like, okay, well, you know, you miss a couple, you, you know, but think about all the hard ones that they get right. Um, this was egregious.
2: Yeah, particularly at the end of the game, I just thought the two offensive fouls, hashtag ban, ban the block charge, it's a stupid rule, um, we're like, just bad calls, especially in the moment when they were called and who they were called against. But that being said, <laughs> that call gets called that way all the time. <laughs> right? right. So it, it's one of those things. And, of course, I, I just finished reading the, the the Donahue stuff. It's like that can be a call. <laughs> you know, like if you reviewed it, it's not like nobody could, nobody could technically say they made the wrong one. It's just an unnecessary one, which is fine. I mean, for me, my takeaways from this game is that, one, yes, LeBron did exert himself in the second half. (laughs) Okay, so for half a game, (laughs) LeBron James exerted himself. Uh, Two, Chris Paul looked damn good, which is, you know, wonderful sign for Houston. He looked quick. He looked like he could dribble past people. He looked like... He looked like Chris Paul tonight. Granted, he had 10 against, rebounds. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. granted, it's against the, the the Lakers' Swiss cheese defense, um, but he looked damn good in that. You know, that portent's very good for these guys. And three, men. if this Lakers team decides to play defense, which they started doing in the third quarter, the se- like basically a quarter through the third quarter, this team is good. They could play with anybody out west, except for the Warriors. That's my three takeaways. Like when they're trying on defense, they're a good team.
0: Uh the for the Lakers, Brandon Ingram in the first half was the only guy who really brought it. I, uh, I mean, yo, so Brandon Ingram has become a problem at the rim. He can, he can play man. Like here's the issue Getting with Brandon to the Ingram.
2: Cup at will. It's he pretty can, cool to watch.
0: Absolutely. And he went to the free throw. I mean, he shot 14 free throws a night, 27 points, 13 rebounds, eight of 16 shooting. I mean, the the three ball just isn't there Eden, no. but I mean, everything else is there. The defense is there. He, he's not playmaking as much as you would like to see. And that's a lot of that is just because of the, you know, who he's playing with. He plays a lot with Rondo. He plays a lot with LeBron. <laughs> Um, but Eden 27 points. How does, how does new Orleans feel right now watching this guy do this?
1: I think new Orleans is fine with the decision they made because as much as I want to believe that this is Ingram finally becoming the player that I've wanted him to become, um, he hasn't shown consistency really. In, in the past, he's always had these flashes of talent, but he hasn't really been able to be like reliable. So I think the the telekins are OK with passing on the poo poo platter from the Lakers, even though I'm very happy to see Brandon Ingram playing well. I
2: will just yeah. say one thing. I think people should go go listen to um, Coach Griff. I mean, not Coach Griff. Um, Well, Griff (laughs) on um, Jorge Sedano's uh, radio show. He did it like a week or so ago. And you got to listen to what he had to say about Brandon, Brandon Ingram.
0: You mean George Sedano?
2: No, I mean, I said, Jorge, it, it, that's, that's the Latin way to <laughs> no, say it. No, 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 I'm just giving you a hard time uh, in, in, in Cleveland, wait, wait, wait till I say Antito tocumpo again. Yeah, I love it. In Cleveland, the
0: Cavs beat the hapless Suns. The Suns, the Suns might lose to a college basketball team. They've now lost 16 in a row. This is, I mean, this is just wild, man. I look, the Cavs stink. The sun stink. Devin Booker had 30 points. Who cares? Uh, Kelly Oubre with 23. Who cares? Chetty Osmond with 19, five rebounds, five assists. That's the only guy I really care about in this game. Uh, In Philadelphia, the Sixers pull out a victory against the Heat. uh, 106-102. Joel Embiid was out, but it did not matter because the Sixers had Boban. He had actually started this game on fire, uh, had a huge first quarter. And winds up with uh, 19, 12 rebounds, a couple of assists. uh, Only one block, though, um, so they did miss the rim protection quite a bit. Uh, Tobias Harris with 23, and 11 rebounds. Ben Simmons with 21, 7 rebounds. Dwayne Wade with 19 points off the bench and uh, swapped jerseys with Ben Simmons after the game. In Brooklyn, the Blazers beat the Nets 113 to 99. Nurkic with 27 points, 12 rebounds, CJ McCollum with 21 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, Allen Crab with 17 points off the bench for Brooklyn. Um, the team's combined to shoot 14 of 68 from 3. Like no one shot well after the All-Star break. Everybody just uh, you know, showing the rust tonight. Ennis cancer with 18 points, 9 rebounds off the bench. Uh Waz, I need your take on Ennis the Menace. That's the nickname. That's what the Portland announcers are calling him Ennis the Menace.
2: Not my mascot. Hashtag not my mascot. And in Oakland, the Warriors storm
0: back and beat the Kings 125 to 123. A very fast-paced, up and down game. Kings actually led for a lot of this game. Marvin Marvin Bagley was fantastic. 28 points, 14 rebounds off the bench in the loss. Steph Curry with 36 points, seven assists, six rebounds, 10 made threes again. And Kevin Durant with 28 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists. Klay Thompson, 18, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Just, uh, you know, you what can you do against that team? I, I like DeMarcus Cousins, 17 and 10. Uh, played 27 minutes tonight. Eden, the Warriors are sort of a force of nature, right? Like y- you can't. Stop them. You can only hope to contain them.
1: Yeah, it's wild. Even in the moments where you think they don't look good in the blink of an eye, they look really good again. Um, Kevin Durant's constantly scoring at will. Steph, you know, he never fails to hit a couple of threes to destroy the other team's spirits. And the boogie looked really good today. Um, I noticed a few games like in when he first came back, he would start to get tired towards the end of his 27 minutes, but he looked pretty good through the fourth today. So I think he's getting back into game shape and that makes the Warriors extra, extra formidable was
0: Dave Yeager's done a really good job with the young Kings and kind of embraced the fact that they're young and fast, Uh, has them getting up and down the court. And I mean, Marvin Bagley's really surprised me. I don't, I don't know how you felt about him, uh, how much you know you had seen of him before he came in, but the way that he's being used is is pretty great. I think Dave Yeager needs to get some Coach of the Year consideration.
2: I completely and utterly utterly agree because we all assume this team would would stink. They'd be headed straight for the bottom of the lottery this year, you know, because they just got a second year guy. Buddy Heald didn't show that he's like a real NBA player last year. Uh, Maybe towards the end, he was a little bit better, but we all just assume this team would stink. And they're pretty good. And Bagley, like... You know, I'm dubious of getting big guys at the top of the draft cuz I don't see big guys kicking ass all over the league, right? And when I do see a big guy kicking ass, it's a guy like Giannis. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So who, who it's can like handle, yeah. Right, who's essentially a perimeter player the size of David Robinson. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, I was dubious when they when they drafted Bagley particularly over Luka who's a perimeter guy and has shown himself to be an extremely promising young guy to say the least. Uh, but Bagley looks nice. He looks like a player. Will he be able to anchor defenses in the future?
0: I well, that's it. the question. That's the question. <laughs> I, what I will say is what I loved about Bagley, and, and I knew he wasn't going to be a bad player, but what I really loved about him, like you, he's not a guy that would ever have to be asked to play hard, right? Like it's hard to get a guy with that sort of motor. And uh, so I knew he would produce in one way or the, the other, um, but man, he is, he's, I mean, been wildly successful to me and it makes that the passing on Luca look a little bit better. It still, isn't still great, a little bit,
2: a little bit better. Man, okay. Maybe, it isn't great. Hey, man, but Bagley, he's a, he's Aaron a Fox might've had to go the way, of, uh, you know, Dennis Smith.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and De'Aaron Fox, I mean, 18 points tonight, eight assists, just fantastic. And this is the first round series. Everyone who loves basketball should be rooting for. It would be the upstart Kings against the old, the old guard warriors. And they would probably get swept, but man, it would be a lot of fun to watch. Moving on to the lines of the night. All right, guys, here we go. We had some, we had some good games tonight as far as like the numbers go. Um, Steph Curry, 36 points, seven assists, six rebounds, 10, three pointers in a win. LeBron James with 29, 11 and six in a win against Houston. Finally getting into, you know, try hard mode, at least for a quarter. James Harden with 30 points, six assists, five rebounds, but eight turnovers, uh, in a loss against the Lakers and Giannis with 30 points, 13 rebounds and six assists. Uh, we'll start with Eden Eden. Who are you giving it to?
1: I gotta give it to LeBron. He he willed that way to that win tonight. So I gotta give it to him.
2: Was my line of the night goes to Kyrie, and it's because he said, "quote What? Because I was talking to one of my best friends," unquote, as he <laughs> scolded. The assembled media just for bringing up the fact that fans and and media were having fun with little memes of him and KD really enjoying themselves on All Star Weekend, which made me wonder. Man, Kyrie, what you so defensive for? How Shakespeare said, doth protest too much? Did I get that right, Dave? Yeah. Duh, yes. <laughs> yes, you did.
0: Uh, shout out to Scott Foster. The Houston Rockets are now 0 7 in games that he has refereed. Uh, oh make sure you God. guys like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash count the dings. Subscribe to the back to back podcast feed. Where we dropped a new basketball buds Tuesday, a new nerd she wrote yesterday, and we got a new mailbag coming later on today. Go subscribe to the Black Opinions Matter feed. Subscribe to, to this feed. Rate us. Give us a review. Uh, and go go subscribe, rate, and review all of our podcasts. Keen Fahey's NFL Pod, The Interceptable. The House of Strauss, and pack your knives. I want to thank you guys for waking up with us. We're in the home stretch now. Playoffs are coming up, so stick with us every day, and we'll uh, try to start your morning off well. Uh, so, who's taking us home today?
2: Dingalingaling, school bell ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god.